Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Before we start with our story, we're just going to play a few voice messages. We've gotten some new voice messages in the mail, and we are going to start a new segment here Wait. where we play them. Wait, what does that mean? Voice messages means people are sending us messages no matter where they're listening to us. They're sending in voice messages, and then I can take that message recording and put it into our episode. And they tell us all kinds of different things. Hi. You, you take it out of your phone and I put it in. I take it, and I put it in my hand, and then I put it in. <laughs> that's Yes, that's exactly how voice messages work. That's not even a real thing, Mommy. No, but, you know, that's how my mind thinks of it. It so just guys, comes up on you? Yeah, it comes up on the phone. Let's me know. I have a voice message. And then I can add it to the podcast or not. And this one I'm going to add. So here you go, guys. Enjoy these voice messages. I would like you to read even fairies need glasses because I wear glasses and I think glasses are pretty. I really love sleepy head stories because it makes me feel relaxed. (laughs) And that you're very kind. Bye bye. That was a message from our friends over on Instagram at Muddy Duddles. Thanks so much, guys. Stories. <laughs> Say that again. It was too quick. Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories, guys. Conchetta loves to try to say that as fast as she possibly can. <laughs> All right, guys. Tonight is book number... Book number what? Five. Five from Black Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, book number five. Last week we read book number four, which was the tale of Benjamin Bunny, and Benjamin and Peter went back into Mr. McGregor's garden, mm. and they shouldn't have done it, and they got trapped under a basket by the cat. And they ate the vegetables. Don't forget that. Part. And they stole some vegetables. Yeah, they did. They got some onions and stuff. Yep. And then they went back. They got in trouble by their parents. And not their parents, their grandmother. Their no, it's 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 Peter's mom is is Benjamin's aunt, and Peter's dad. Peter's dad, not Peter's dad. I'm sorry, Benjamin's dad. Mr. Bunny was really mad. At, he was like, "You better get back in that bunny burrow." I'll spank your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, guys, is the tale of two bad mice. Like Peter and Benjamin. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see why they're called two bad mice. 
Again, these books are by Beatrix Potter. Does he have a second bad brother? No, Peter has no brothers. No, uh, I mean I mean the two mouses. We'll read and find out. Hmm. All right, on the inside it says, For WMLW, The Little Girl Who Had the Doll's House. Cute. All right, here we go, guys. Once upon a time, there was a very beautiful dollhouse. It was red brick with white windows, and it had real muslin curtains and a front door and a chimney. It belonged to two dolls called Lucinda and Jane. At least it belonged to Lucinda, but she never ordered meals. Jane was the cook but she never did any cooking because the dinner had been bought ready-made in a box full of shavings. <laughs> there were two red lobsters and a ham, a fish, a pudding, and some pears and oranges. They would not come off the plates, but they were extremely beautiful. So this is all dollhouse food here. It's pretend food. It's not real. Okay. Oh. Just like the dolls. One morning, Lucinda and Jane had gone out for a drive in the doll's permabulator. <laughs> permabulator. I'm going to have to Google that one. I'm not sure what that is, guys. They went for a ride in it, a drive in it. Must be a car. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one in the nursery, and it was very quiet. Presently, there was a little scuffling, scratching noise in a corner near the fireplace where there was a hole under the skirting board. Tom Thumb put out his head for a moment and then popped it in again. Tom Thumb was a mouse. There he is, peeping out of the hole. A minute afterwards, Hunkamunka, his wife, put her head out too. And when she saw that there was no one in the nursery, she ventured out on the oilcloth under the coal box. They're sneaking in to the playroom or nursery. It's another word. The doll's house stood at the side of the fireplace. Tom Thumb and Hunkamunka went cautiously across the hearth rug. They pushed the front door. It was not fast meaning it wasn't locked. Tom Thumb and Hunkamunka went upstairs and peeped into the dining room. Then they squeaked with joy. Such a lovely dinner was laid out on the table. There were tin spoons and lead knives and forks and two dolly chairs, all so convenient. They think it's real food. They're going to get there. <laughs> Tom Thumb sent to work at once to carve the ham. It was a beautiful, shiny, yellow streaked with red ham. The knife crumpled up and hurt him. He put his finger in his mouth. <laughs> is it not boiled enough? It is hard. You must have a try, Hunkamunka. So he thinks the ham isn't cooked, and that's why he can't cut it. Hunkamunka stood up in her chair and chopped at the ham with her lead knife. It's as hard as the hams at the cheesemongers, said <laughs> Hunkamunka. <laughs> the ham broke off the plate with a jerk and rolled under the table. 
Let it alone, said Tom Thumb. Give me some fish, Hunkamunka. I like that name, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka tried every tin spoon in turn. The fish was glued to the dish. Then Tom Thumb lost his temper. He put the ham in the middle of the floor and hit it with tongs and with the shovel. Bang, bang, smash, smash. (laughs) The ham flew all into pieces, for underneath the shiny paint, it was made of nothing but plaster. He got so mad because he couldn't cut it, he started smashing it. Then there was no end to the rage and disappointment of Tom Thumb and Hunkamunka. They broke up the pudding, the lobsters, the pears, and the oranges. As the fish would not come off the plate, they put it into the red-hot, crinkly paper fire in the kitchen. But it would not burn either. Because <laughs> it wasn't a real fire. It's all pretend. It's all their inside, remember, a dollhouse. So they think it's real because it looks so real. But they're finding out things are not real and they're getting mad. Tom Thumb went up the kitchen chimney and looked out at the top. There was no soot. So the chimney wasn't so, was so clean because it wasn't a real chimney. While Tom Thumb was up the chimney, Hunkamunka had another disappointment. She found some tiny tin canisters upon the dresser labeled rice, coffee, sago. But when she turned them upside down, there was nothing inside except red and blue beads. Then those mice set to work to do all the mischief they could, especially Tom Thumb. He took Jane's clothes out of the chest and into her, out of the chest in her bedroom and threw them out the top of the floor window. But Hunkamunka had a frugal mind. After pulling half the feathers out of Lucinda's bolster, she remembered that she herself was in want of a feather bed. With Tom Thumb's assistance, she carried the bolster downstairs and across the hearth rug. It was difficult to... (coughs) Bless you. Uh Uh-oh. Bless you. (laughs) It was difficult to squeeze the bolster into the mouse hole, but they managed to do it somehow. So not only are they wrecking the place, they're starting to steal stuff. Unbelievable. Then Hunkamunka went back and fetched a chair, a bookcase, a birdcage, and several small odds and ends. The bookcase and the birdcage refused to go into the mouse hole. Hunkamunka left them behind the left behind the coal box and went to fetch a cradle. A cradle? Why? Hunkamunka was just returning with another chair when suddenly there was a noise of talking outside upon the landing. The mice rushed back into their hole and the dolls came into the nursery. <gasps> There's the dolls. Mm-hmm. What a sight met the eyes of Jane and Lucinda. Lucinda sat upon the upset kitchen stove and stared, and Jane leant against the kitchen dresser and smiled, but neither of them made any remark. <laughs> what did remark mean? No, no, they didn't say a word. 
The bookcase and the birdcage were rescued from under the coal box, but Hunkamunka has got the cradle and some of Lucinda's clothes. Here comes another sneeze. You have to sneeze? Oh, okay. (laughs) So there she is, Hunkamunka. She's wearing Lucinda's clothes. She's got the cradle. She's got her baby mice in the cradle, and she's got some of the cushion. She also has some useful pots and pans and several other things. Aw, that's her little mouse house. The little girl and the doll's house belong to said, I will get a doll dressed like a policeman. Oh. Wait, why is he standing up when the kid isn't holding him? I don't know. But the nurse said, I will set a mouse trap. <laughs> so the little girl had that's who that's her dollhouse. They heard her saying, I'll get a policeman because she wants the policeman doll to help watch out for mice. And the nanny says, I'll get a mouse trap to trap those mice. So that is the story of the two bad mice. But they were not so very, very naughty after all because Tom Thumb paid for everything he broke. He found a crooked sixpence under the hearth rug and upon Christmas Eve, he and Hunkamunka stuffed it into one of those stockings of Lucinda's and Jane's. So he paid. He found some money on the floor, and he paid for the mess he made. And very early morning, before anybody is awake, Hunkamunka comes with her dustpan and her broom to sweep the dolly's house. The end. Very cute story. I liked that one, and it was funny, too. What do you think? Oh, sleepy. These books make Conchetta sleepy every time. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed book number five. We'll be back next week. Oh, boy. That was the story, the tale of two bad mice. Go to sleep. Good night. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, guys. Good night. Good night. guys just a little reminder to let you know that the youtube video that pertains to this book a tale of two bad mice is going to be up on our youtube channel starting monday evening june 3rd thanks guys enjoy hi guys Corey here from Sleepyhead Stories, and I have some exciting news to share with you all. We now have our very own website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. Hop on there with your parents to see things like pictures, listen to old episodes, purchase cool merchandise, or you can even reach out to us. And speaking of reaching out, we are now going to be giving shout-outs to all our favorite listeners. Send us a message either on our website or an email to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com or a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook page and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you have a birthday coming up, let us know and we'll for sure wish you a happy birthday on the podcast. Also guys, 
If you feel to do so, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. You can either leave us a starred review, or if you feel like it, you can write a full review out and let everybody know how much you enjoy Sleepyhead Stories. We would truly appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. We love what we do. We love reading books, and we love sharing them with you all. Have a great day or a great night, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.